when the Park Service was charged in 1998 with memorializing Sand Creek, with creating a National Historic Site uh, to honor Sand Creek's victims. Um, the, the people involved in the memorialization process discovered that uh, they did not know exactly where the massacre happened, um, and the result was an 18-month uh, uh, site search process um, which became uh, remarkably contentious for a variety of different reasons, but especially because uh, the tribal descendants, the descendants of Sand Creek's victims in the four affected tribes, uh, were quite confident that they knew exactly where the massacre had taken place and saw the process of searching for it uh, as yet another example of the federal government not respecting the, the descendants' understanding of their own history. Uh, and then there's a second reason that I titled the book A Misplaced Massacre, and that is uh, that in my view, until very recently, the, the massacre had been to a very great extent misplaced in the landscape of American memory. Uh, that for the most part, when people uh, thought about Sand Creek at all, they thought about it exclusively as a part of the process of westward expansion. Uh, as an outgrowth of what people in the 19th and sometimes still in the 20th and 21st centuries call manifest destiny, which is to say the process of creating an American empire uh, in the trans-Mississippi West. Um, and uh, it, it's my contention in the book that, that to a very great extent that's true, that Sand Creek was uh, a part of that process and part of the Indian Wars, but it was also part of the United States Civil War. Um, and, and as a result, I hope that readers come away from my book with a sense that uh, the American Civil War, which we tend to remember as having been exclusively a war of liberation, the war that helped to free uh, the South's four million plus slaves, was also a war of empire, a war that was fought for control of the American West, and that, and that Sand Creek was very, very much a part of that process of the struggle for control of the West. And so, in my view, the massacre uh, was misplaced twice over, and, and that's how I chose the title. Do you think that the U.S. and history, particularly now locally here, we're having a real discussion about what history we're teaching kids. Do you think that it has gotten to be in the right place in the history books and not just this massacre, but the other massacres that uh, happened to Native Americans? Um, no. Uh, I mean, the, the, the truth is that when one looks at history books, the, the, the texts that uh, teachers use uh, when they uh, teach classes, survey classes on United States history, um, Native Americans tend to disappear from the narrative of United States history uh, between the Trail of Tears and Wounded Knee. Uh, the Trail of Tears, of course, was the tragic process by which the Cherokees were removed from the southeastern United States uh, and forced to walk uh, from Georgia uh, and the southeast uh, to so-called Indian Territory, what today is Oklahoma. Uh, this was a process that happened in the mid-1830s. Uh, and then indigenous people largely aren't heard from again in survey textbooks until uh, the massacre at Wounded Knee, South Dakota in 1890, 
when the ghost dancers were slaughtered by United States cavalry. Um, it may be that occasionally some survey textbooks will mention uh, the Battle at the Little Bighorn uh, in 1876, but, but even that often doesn't uh, even merit a, a, a mention in passing in survey textbooks. The, the result of this is that there's a sense that indigenous people aren't really part of the national narrative in what for many historians is considered to be the most important period of the nation's history, which is the era of the Civil War and Reconstruction. And so I, I say that that's the most important era of the nation's history for historians because the, the United States really has two creation stories. We're, we're unusual as a nation in that regard. We have the creation story around the period of the American Revolution and uh, the ratification of the Constitution. Um, and, and then we have a second moment of, of creation or recreation, where in American memory, uh, we have the sense that the United States uh, is sundered by the process of Southern secession and then is reborn and redeemed in blood during the United States Civil War, that the United States redeems itself by freeing the South slaves and then is reborn a second creation story or a recreation story. And the fact that indigenous people are almost entirely absent from that part of the national narrative writes them out of American history effectively, suggesting that Native Americans aren't actually part of this critical moment in the nation's history, uh, which which is, is really regrettable and also entirely wrong. Um, and so again, part of the goal of my book is to suggest to readers that indigenous people actually do play a very, very important role in the era of the United States Civil War, that they don't simply disappear between the Trail of Tears and Wounded Knee, uh, and to suggest to readers um, that it may be time to rethink our history and to write Indigenous people back into these critical chapters.